Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast of Her Reign. Rebecca Korn here, CEO of Rise Reign Roll, social media maven, and the queen to the reigning queens of whom I coach, the women I influence, and so proudly represents the Rise Reign Roll way. I'm proud of you, ladies. For those of you who are listening, thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening into the sisterhood of Rise Reign Roll, you are inside of our sisterhood, and I so, so deeply honor your time, your attention, and your consideration for tuning in. Here is where we talk about difficult topics of being an entrepreneur, sharing strategies, and digging deep into all things spicy. And in today's topic, we are talking about overwhelm. It's 2022. And in many ways, I am hearing over and over again from a lot of my ladies, this overwhelming feeling hitting them in a variety of different ways. But the specific portion of this is really arising in losing ourselves in relationship with the overwhelm. So I'm going to first speak on overwhelm, and then next week I'm going to come back at you for talking about how to really hold on to yourself, your core beliefs, and and your feminine development through a beautiful relationship at the same time. So first, overwhelm. Whew, 2022 is coming in with a bang. And I just want to identify the fact that it is reasonable to be overwhelmed right now. This is our third year into a pandemic that was supposed to last, I think, three months. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. And I'm not touching politics. I'm not getting into the whole pattern of all of that stuff. But I am diving directly into the space of running a business in this changing environment as a woman, as a leader. As somebody who gets called upon for a lot of different decisions to be made. And running a business can be a lot of fun, but it can also be a lot of work and a lot of stress. So no matter where you are in your business owner journey, whether it's a space of like, oh, it's a side gig and I'm really enjoying it, or it's a place of this is my full-time job and I'm reigning it to be this this certain income and a certain performance, or you are expanding at a rate of owning multiple businesses with having multiple points of of income and looking to track out your first million. At some point, you will feel overwhelmed. You have felt overwhelmed. And at some point, you find yourself thinking about the same things over and over and over again, and the frustration peaks and the frustration It lands into your body and you feel this sinking feeling going from your throat all the way down to the pit of your stomach of how am I going to do all this? What did I get myself into? There's always going to be too many ideas, too many creative points, too many deadlines, too many emails to respond to, too many clients that are reaching out to you, not enough time to fit it all in. And that is just the basis of the business sector of our life. But the first place that we stop is the place of assessing where we are biologically. Biologic failure is a real thing. Burnout is a real thing. Exhaustion is a real thing. 
dehydration, not peeing enough. Ladies, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I often have a lot of women come to me and they'll say, you know, I honestly haven't gone to the bathroom for the last six hours because I've been in appointments. And it's like this apology and this ask to go to the bathroom. And I absolutely encourage everybody to stop in between every single appointment and either get a drink, hydrate, take a snack, breathe. Business is not your life. A business is an extension of your life. Even as a queen, you reign, but reigning isn't your entire life as a queen. You're still a queen, even if you don't reign, even if you take a vacation, even if you take a couple days off, you are still a queen. And so the first place is identifying where am I running on empty? I put all these lofty targets in place on where I desire my business to be, where I desire my relationship to be, what I am hoping toward, what I'm excited about. My body feels this way. My relationship with my parents is this way. I miss human beings and connection. But rooting back down instead of getting it all from the outside in and moving from the inside out. I teach every one of my ladies that there is this golden castle inside of you. And it is beautiful all the time. It is sacred. It is radiant. It is just absolutely magnetic all of the time. And it's not dependent upon your performance or your achievement on anything. But your inside world can be happy all the time if you allow for it, if you surrender to it. But the fact of the matter is we are operating inside of our business as though there's a saber-toothed tiger sitting around the corner at any moment that's going to pounce on us and attack us. And so we put our body in this fight or flight response or freeze and we try to operate. The men can do it. Why can't I? But men operate in a very different way. They can get singularly focused. They can get very determined and they just go into war with themselves, with their world and with their business. And they won't get up. They won't get up until the task is completed. They have complete dedication to the way that they are going to achieve and succeed. Now, it's not that women can't do the same thing, right? We all know that we are incredible, magnificent creators who have power that is beyond what makes worlds. We are goddesses in our own sense. I mean, really, we bring life into the world through this space of our womb, and yet we doubt the decisions of our heart. We doubt the feelings that we have as we're leaning, as we're guiding, and as we're developing parts of our heart. And so I just want to ask you for a moment to kind of take an inventory, like if we were one of the Jetsons and we would do a scan of your body. What is your body feeling, my love? How are you taking care of yourself? In Jungian psychology, it's a really interesting cycle where a lot of people will find they begin with either sensation in their body or intuition in their body. 
They get a feeling about their business and they get either a sensation or intuition. Sensation in the body is like kind of like a feeling or a tightness or they feel like a hole in their throat. Whereas their intuition is this place of, I absolutely know without a shadow of a doubt that this is where I need to go. I can't explain it. I don't really know why this is coming to me, but this is where I am. And the next stop on this Jungian train is to drop into our feelings, no matter where it begins, the intuition or the sensation. But most of the time what happens is we get this intuition or we get these feelings the sensation in our body, and we pop right into our brain. If I can think through it and I can strategize through it, then I can find a solution. And sometimes we just actually succumb to it and we try to tell ourselves a better story than what is actually coming up and we wonder why it doesn't work or we wonder why it works for only a short period of time. So if you imagine a circle comprising of the human body of emotions, on the left side is sensation, and on the right side is intuition. On the top is thinking, and on the bottom is feeling. Makes a lot of sense, right? But you have to go in the circle, in the right order, right? So today I'm going to teach you a little bit about how to move through this in a feminine way while navigating overwhelm at the same time and becoming a lot more efficient. Because in that alignment, in that spaciousness of understanding what's actually showing up for you, there are these embers that we can create an incredible bonfire of warmth for your soul, for your heart, and for your world. So let's dive in. So as a business owner, we have countless responsibilities. We have different roles. We have different people incorporated in our business. We have different ways that we interact with each of them. And so the first stop on this arena of understanding ourselves a little bit better is to understand our relationship with giving something up or asking for help. And for this space, many of us are going to be in different places with it. So I'm going to go kind of generalized and I want you to imagine your own experience on this. When you delegate and when you give something to somebody else, let's be real, we think in the back of our head, I can just do this 20 times better myself. Why am I doing this? Things might even start to fall through the cracks and that can lead to even more overwhelming stress. Like how can I keep track of that? How can I figure all this out? And it's really, really difficult for a lot of us to relinquish the control on our business. And rightfully so, in a lot of ways. It opens us up to something that we call risk. And often I'll hear, Rebecca, well, if I'm delegating some more of my, these things, right? And these things go wrong, then my business is going to fail. Oh, my love. What does that tell me? What does that tell me about their situation? What does that tell me about what they are entrusting and with whom they are entrusting it with? It tells me that they are entrusting really big items that are very, very important with potentially the wrong people. And so 
what happens is the overwhelm isn't actually about delegation. The overwhelm is actually about what pieces they feel safe with delegating. And so to answer this question, I want you to ask yourself, and I know, I know, there's always the question of, oh my gosh, what is the hourly task amount of what this costs to be able to complete this? Yeah, and I get that. But before we overinflate how much work and how valuable our hourly cost is and all of this other stuff, I want us to actually root down on what really matters. What are you good at and what do you love? And if you can stay in that space as a business owner, you thrive. And most likely as a business owner, whether you're a realtor, financial advisor, in the mortgage business, you're good at and love is probably talking to people, connecting with interesting people, networking with people who are just crushing it, inspiring you, and invigorating you on a different level. The women who are paving the way and have paved the way and are pillars inside of your community that maybe you haven't seen in a little while. I challenge you to reach out to them. I challenge you to push yourself to the next level of asking a question around mentoring you. There's nothing better that you can do for yourself inside of the year 2022 than to get a strong mentor. My mentor is actually um, an author and a writer for a movie um, producing company, I'll say. I'm trying to keep his um, identity quiet here for purposes of I did not ask him permission to actually give him a shout out. But I'll tell you that when I reached out to him, I, I said to him, you know, you grew up in my neighborhood, you grew up in my community. I am so, so, so inspired by you. And I would really treasure any sort of wisdom you could give me. He's a leader in so many ways in the creative and in delegation and in thinking of things differently. And while it is not exactly my space, right, of coaching and developing women, it doesn't have to be. Because the wisdom is transmutable. I can understand what he means by, hey, when you jump into your creative side, what is your process? And I could possibly go even deeper with him on the creative process than any other entrepreneur. Because who else is going to really understand the creative development process more so than a writer, more so than a screen producer, more so than somebody that has made movies? and has seen them in action, has made blockbuster sales to those movies. What a humbling experience to be able to learn from somebody like that. And guess what? You have people in your community too that do just that. Influential people, diverse people who have broken patterns of century-old mentalities, and you know who they are. And if you don't know who they are, I want you to seek them out. Begin with one. Begin with one that might scare you a little bit. Begin with one who might inspire you so much, you think that they are never going to talk to you in a million years. And when you jump into that and you're able to not only carve out the time and honor the time with that person, you begin to notice 
how many layers of things we constantly worry about that don't necessarily mean so much to us. And as we align ourselves in a committed way to what we love and what we're great at, we are now in a place of creative development that surpasses everything else because think about this. You're doing what you love. You're on fire. You're doing what inspires you. You're invigorated. You're happy. You're creative. You are abundant. You're excited. You are just waiting to get up in the morning. Let's think about this on the other side. You're pushing through everything that you're bad at and everything that you hate and you're miserable. If I just can get this done, if I can just finish this and and then you start snapping at people and you create resentment. This is something I hear very often where I will often redirect women when they say, you know, I have so much resentment against X, Y, Z for this. Well, resentment is the, at its basis, at its core of spiritual development, a loss. And so I will ask you in the spaces of your resentment, what you have lost. And who took it from you? Not only can you get that back, but you can recenter where your power is. And you can do so in such a loving and beautiful way by beginning to, yes, believe it or not, delegate, leverage, delegate, leverage, and rinse and repeat multiple times. Because as soon as you are able to do that, you're able to get ahead of the workflow enough that you do not have reactivity you have anticipation, it changes your entire game. It it changes your entire game of your thinking, of your feeling, of your whole experience with your business. You're at ease and the grace is within you because you have created it. Next step, I would consider mapping out your week. Mapping out your week, mapping out your month, mapping out your day. These come in different levels for different reasons, but project mapping or task mapping is an amazing way to reduce overwhelm that results from major deadlines, fast-paced sales processes, and or just juggling a lot of creative balls in the air. And when you identify milestones in the ways that you are desiring your project to actually happen, you can then backstep those steps and break them down in a different way. For example, I have a client that um, operates an art business. She also operates um, one other business and works a full-time job and is a single mom. I think she has her hands full. But what she does so, so brilliantly every single week is she actually sits down looks at her ideal schedule. If you don't know what an ideal schedule is, more on that later. But she looks at her ideal schedule and she says, hmm, how am I going to shift these things? Because I have a couple of projects that are happening, but on Tuesdays I work on my painting and on Thursdays I do these things and on Fridays I spend time with my son. And you can use any method for different aspects of planning. But having a timeline of 90 days and breaking down a project in 90 days or 
taking a look at your business targets within a 90 day frame and doing it one week at a time where you are able to take a look at, okay, not everything's going to move linearly. Not everything is going to go in the direction that you had hoped it was going to and or planned for it to go to. But some weeks are going to outperform other weeks and we forget when that happens. We place ourselves in such a panic when nothing happens in a week. And so I'll ask you to evaluate at the end of the week, not only mapping your week, not only mapping your projects, and not only having a timeline to reduce that stress, but also looking back on your week at the end of the week and saying, huh, how did I really do well this week? What went really, really well? And what am I really excited about making 1% bigger, 1% better, 1% more smooth? Next up is a really, really hard one for anyone and can be especially hard for business owners. And you may want to say yes to everything because you are creative and it may feel like everyone is thinking that it'll help you inside of your business. The fact of the matter is your ability to say no is the most empowering arena for yourself. And so the next four questions of people asking you to do things, I'm going to challenge you just to say no. No, not right now, but I'll evaluate it in the beginning of X quarter. Or no, I don't make those decisions at this time, but I make them at this time. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I appreciate this. I hope that you can honor the fact that I've reached my limit and I am saying no. And I'm trusting myself with honoring the work that I've done to keep my space sacred and being able to do that. I hope that you can come with me in honoring that. Who is going to say no to that? Who is going to be challenging you on that, right? And most of the time what happens is we feel like when we say no, we're selfish. We are being rude or, or not considerate of the fact that this person thought of us. But the fact is it just takes some practice and some sayings of no can very much empower you as a business owner and can keep you very, very easily from being too overwhelmed. If you ever say no to a project and you regret it after about a week or a couple of days and you've been thinking about it and it's just kind of rattling in your mind, I don't think, my love, that if you turn around and you're saying yes after a day or two days or even a week, that the person on the other side will not be elated. Next point. Inside of your workspace, <laughs> how often is it organized? Now, this took me a really long time. I'm going to be frank. Keeping my workspace organized is more than just a preference for some people. But for me, I really love writing on pen and paper. So for me, pen and paper really, really helps to land where I was at that time. And it's very rooting for me. Some people find that that creates massive distraction. I have a system for my own writing and I'm just going to land this here so that if anybody else really operates super well with paper, you just understand how to 
uh, shred some of this. <laughs> so uh, what I have embodied and what I have done is actually every Sunday, I sit down at my desk for about an hour and I map out exactly what I'm telling you. You know, I sit down, I look at my week, what went well, what am I desiring to do 1% better? And what just, I, what just didn't feel good to me in my business? And then I step into planning my next week. And I spend about, like I said, about an hour to 90 minutes inside of this. And the way that I do it is I end it with 12 minutes of organizing my space before the week starts. That means my desk gets pledged and that like lemony scent is beautiful. No, Pledge did not um, sponsor this episode, but if they want to, I would really love that. <laughs> but yeah, so I pledge my, my whole desk and it's beautiful and moisturized and it's glimmering in the sun and it just feels so welcoming, like it needed it. I clean off all of my computers, my um, keyboards, I organize my pens, and then I go to my papers and I assess what things I did not land yet inside of my notes. So if there's anything that I'm, I'm desiring to keep, I have one cork board that is about an eight by eight size. And I land it on there if I desire or need to keep it. If I feel that intuition is pulling me, that I need to keep it, I will make the space for that. But people who can work at a clean desk can work much longer without losing focus than those who work at a disorganized desk. I know it's a fun fact. And so if you think about how much more you can get done, potentially, it is a very inspiring act for yourself for your business. And also it just looks really, really nice. You know, my office is in the front of my house. And so when somebody walks in the first room that they actually see typically is my office. And I don't want that to look like a mess. I don't want to be stressed and, and walk by it and think, oh my gosh, I have to dig through these drawers or scramble through these documents to help me find these things. No, I don't want that. I want the ability to be, to be able to focus on one task at a time and commit to my spaciousness inside of my business. Next part, and I kind of alluded to this, business owners often feel overwhelmed because they're used to putting business first and everything else next, and then themselves last. And focusing on your mental and physical health can make a huge difference in combating the stress and overwhelm and physical fight or flight that tends to show up in our bodies. And so I very, very intentionally carve out time every single day that centers in a morning routine, in a physical challenge, and meditation, and some quiet time before I even start my day. And the reason I do that is because, well, I mean, who really wants to wake up and dive straight into an overwhelming inbox of more emails because I really need some more emails? Really? Nobody wants that. And why are you helping yourself get up in the morning that way? I mean, how shocking is that? Like, think about that. Would you guide somebody else to do that? Heck no. So why are you doing it yourself? Right? 
And so before you dive into the inbox or check a bunch of voicemails or the text messages or the messenger messages or the Facebooks, all of these places, establish a sense of calm, a sense of, a sense of peace, a sense of cleaning out anything energetic that is showing up inside of your heart first. Because if you're able to give yourself the time first of deep breaths, of walking around, of making an amazing cup of coffee, I have these incredible uh, blend of mushrooms that actually go into my coffee for a variety of health benefits, but it really helps me ground and, and center my entire day. And just think about that. You approach everything differently. If I'm high tension, high reactivity, high frustration, how am I going to respond to those text messages and emails and messenger messages, everything else, everywhere else? Anyway, really, not well. And so my hope is inside of this short little podcast today, you're able to really ground into a place of understanding what your heart would need to reduce your overwhelm. Maybe it's one piece of this. Maybe it's two pieces of this. But your commitment to yourself in this is what it takes. And I'll often have clients who come in and they're new with me, right? And they expect me to fix it for them. I'm a strategic coach, right? I'm a high-performing coach, right? I should be able to do that. They can't. Their business is their own. Your business is your own. Your commitment to yourself, your way of living inside of your head and your heart is up to you. Do you want to live your life in this overwhelm and perpetuity? No, we don't want to do that. It's not a space that any of us really desires, but it's a space that we all default to. Because as a business owner, there's this engendering of this idea of hustle still, even though we are renouncing the hustle mentality. You can renounce it all you want. It's still present. There's still an expectation that a certain business does a certain thing within a certain period of time and a certain expectation of a process. And sure, we've got amazing automation processes. And if you're able to really incorporate some of those areas inside of your business, critical, right? But your decision on how you live inside of your mind is everything. Going back to the biologic aspect. If your body fails because of depression, because of anxiety, because of all the heavy stuff that you're carrying, was it worth it? Was it really worth it? I really want us to like center into this. Yes, sure. Entrepreneurship is a beautiful thing. Owning a business is a beautiful thing. It's also a scary freaking thing. It's also rooted in a lot of instability, uncertainty, and a lot, a lot, a lot of responsibility. But here's the, here's the factor here. The responsibility is related to your potential. And it's your potential that was delivered directly from God, the universe, or the divine, whatever you believe. I'm going to use God because that is what I believe, but you can replace my words with whatever you would like to embody in that space. If God gave me potential on some level to say, hey, Rebecca, here you go. Here's the potential here. 
and I'm following that love, that passion, that desire, and I'm honoring the creation of the fact that I have this inside of me. It is my responsibility to carry that to the best of my ability through my lifetime. And if I fail and I gave my best, then I fail and I gave my best. But if I fail and I was honestly lazy about it, I don't know about you, I can't sleep with myself like that. If I fail and I was miserable while I was moving through it, I can't rest with myself like that. If I succeeded and I was miserable through my whole life, was it worth it? No. So my loves, I challenge you to be able to take the responsibility, but also give yourself the permission to get to a certain point of joy, of happiness inside of your heart first. And then release yourself into the place of, I am striving to be the best that I can be in the guidance of your light and doing the absolute best. Keep guiding me. And when things get really, really overwhelming, I'm going to leave you with this beautiful little mantra that I carry in my back pocket literally all day long, every single day. And this funny story, I was actually um, in Hobby Lobby with a girlfriend the other day, and we were looking for something specific. She's a interior designer, and I was trying to get this certain color blend and all this stuff. And she was like, you know, it's hit or miss. And she was trying to guide me on this and be very gentle about it, which was really sweet. (laughs) And I turned and I looked at her and I said, my life is always happening with ease and grace. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I'm really excited if we see it. And we walked in and she was getting increasingly upset because this color pattern and this other portion just wasn't really like present, I guess, in, in the one area that she was looking at. And so I start to just kind of wander around and I've never been to Hobby Lobby until this past week, actually. I know, I know it's a shocker, <laughs> but um, I turned around and I saw that color and I took a picture of the end cap and I sent it to her and she goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And so she runs over to me She's like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this, Rebecca. And, and I looked at her and I just smiled. And she goes, I know, ease and grace, ease and grace. <laughs> and so I will tell you that when you believe or when you connect with this ease and grace, when you're radically committed to peace in your heart and your life and in the way that you desire to move through your feelings in life, right? In your soul, nothing really gets to you. Because it doesn't need to. Because I don't give it the permission to. Because it's my responsibility to be in this place of absolute peace, understanding, love. It's not about having this magical everything. It's about having the inner peace that you crave so deeply, that abundance, that relationship with yourself. 
And so you feel inspired because you're filled with this beautiful experience of internal validation, internal completion, inner peace, magnetism, radiance. And so with that, I will see you next week. All of my love, all of my light, may you rain on.